Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 203, and it is titled, Why Men and Women Aren't Created Equal with Andre Paradis. Okay, this is going to be fun because we've already <laughs> triggered at least half of the audience just with the title. <laughs> Love it. So before you tune out, well, actually, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't even tell you too much about what it's going to be about because you'll want to stick around to, to, to debunk everything that we say in this conversation. But Because we the, ought to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the reality here is that we are different and that's a good thing. Right. So I'll, I'll pretty much just leave it at that for now, because we're going to dive way deeper into that. All right. Well, first, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, lasts longer, or increase your sexual skills. There is something for you at powerandmastery.com, so make sure you go check it out. Our guest today is André Paradis, and André's mission in life is to teach and empower people. André is a certified life coach, entrepreneur, business owner, and artist who is now focusing his professional energy on teaching singles and couples how to create and maintain successful relationships. (coughs) He is committed to his mission. Something that's really awesome about André is that he's been married for over two decades and is a proud parent of two teens, and his expertise spans not only over his knowledge, studies, research, and expertise as a coach, teacher, educator, mentor, and public speaker, but also over his actual life's experience in dating, love, parenting, and business. So it's not just things he's read about, he's living it. So welcome, André, to the Love Lab podcast. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting to hear yourself been talked about that way. That's, who, who's that guy? Wait, what? <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, so we're just going to dive right in, and the first question we have is somewhat interesting because it's it's not directly related, and yet it is related. So, you know, we've mentioned this once or twice on the show that we usually do a pre-interview call with our guests, and mm-hmm. we do that just so that we can see if there's any synergy there, figure out what we want to talk about, but we never give questions ahead of time or anything, but we do get to learn some interesting things about people. Sometimes we don't get to have those calls, but we get to read their books and we find interesting things about those people that are relevant to what we're going to talk about. So the first question is, um, before we really dive into, you know, the masculine feminine stuff, we understand that you have a background in ballroom dance. And we were curious if you could just share a little bit about that, because that whole, when it comes to dance, ballroom specifically has this beautiful synergy between the masculine and feminine that really applies to everything that we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. That's, that's where I started. My, my, I was a, a teenager when I ended up learning in class in, in a private uh, high school, <clears throat> I was fortunate that you could do uh, ballroom for PE. And the girl, you had to sign as a couple, a young girl who I didn't think knew I was alive because it was sort of invisible back in those days. <laughs> it was the awkward guy that had one friend, you know. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, I need a partner. You want to do uh, ballroom? We have to sign as a couple. I'm like, oh, I, I get to hold her. 
cute little thing in my arms. I'm, you know, almost 16 years old. Uh, yeah, no brainer. And that's how it started. And I discovered that very first class that whatever, whatever I saw, I could copy like on the spot, which is sort of a, an interesting thing from a guy, a kid who knew nothing, had no confidence, you know, was invisible to all of a sudden, like there's something that I was gifted with. You know, so I went from geek to star in a matter of a few months in class full of girls who want to dance with me because I knew how to dance quickly in a class of beginners and became the teacher's assistant. And we started performing, you know, in, in, at the school, then into college. And so that was sort of a sideways way to like find my mission, uh, ballroom dancing. Yeah. So what, you know, you had, a, I think, from what I understand, a fairly long career ballroom dancing. Like, what were some of the things that it taught you about how to move with a woman or, or that what we would call basically the dance of the masculine and feminine? How did that sort of form your early views on that? It's interesting is in, in the world of ballroom, there's no questioning, you know, who's in charge, who's supporting the leadership, the lead. You know what I mean? Like, the man is the lead, the lady supports his lead but when it comes to relationship and our culture and what we believe to be better and truer and more fair is that everybody's in charge everybody's equal everybody's the man well in the world of ballroom impossible that's not even something to consider you know when the my partner whether it's my wife or another woman decides to try to help my leadership this is when i get the elbow to the face (laughs) <laughs> or, the, or they need to the groin. Like, it doesn't work. Now, part of this is actually, this again, the metaphors are incredible because my work went from this. It's, I've been doing this my whole life. Now I'm just, you apply the same principles to relationships, you know, and it's not even my opinion. It's like, I teach nature and science. And this is research and research and research and couples who succeed do what I talk about, period. Gay, straight, lesbian, by the way, it's all the same. It's not a gender thing. It's an energy thing. It's what you bring to the partnership. There's two pieces to create a partnership. Unbelievably simple. But our culture has decided that's all crap. Well, there's a problem. <laughs> so my job is to undo all this and bring back to nature. But like I said, in the world of ballroom, you know, it's, it's, you, you, you can't negotiate that. And you can negotiate who's really running the show. And it's, again, in life, there's a lot more flexibility than it is in the world of ballroom because, like I said, in the world of ballroom, the moment I question my leadership, the moment I'm not sure, wait, am I going left or right with her? Like, I just, do I do this pass or this pass? The moment I question for a second what I'm doing, she stiffens up. She stiffens right up because I'm not leading for a second or two. And that freaks her nervous system right out. That's the same thing that happens in relationships. Women, like it or not, this is, there's a lot of data on this. Women want to be led in life by strong men who know where they're going. Right? But I what's happening agree. is. Yeah. <laughs> As the woman on the show. Oh, but, I, can, and, I right. can hear screams on the other end of the podcast Bring listening it. devices right now. But, <laughs> yeah. but well, it's, it's factual. It's factual. There's well, data on this. Just go research. Don't think my opinion. You know, something that I find interesting about the dancing is while the man leads, because I did a lot of salsa dancing, Mm -hmm. what's amazing is he leads, but his whole goal is to make you the star and make you shine. So, I mean, we're both winning. 
And that's really, like, that's the part that people forget is like, yeah, I let him lead, but he's leading to make me look the best I can look so that all the eyes are on me, which women wouldn't want that, right? Seriously. <laughs> and, and, you know, I went, I did a, a workshop live last weekend. We do, which I bring these distinctions and dancing and I actually start with dancing with my wife in front of the audience. And, you know, we have a conversation as we're dancing. I like to take her on a little ride. You know what I mean? And I, t I mean, with, with my wife for 20 plus years, almost 30 years now, and I could still make her squeal when we dance. I could still surprise her. I could still like, you know, so she has to be on her toes, but not really. She kind of lets go of, of it being vulnerable to my leadership, but I can still surprise her. So for her, it's a, it's a joy ride because she gets to be nothing, you know, let go of controlling anything and just be a woman. And she gets to go, shah. And uh, throw the hip and go da da da, da right? and and everybody's looking at her. No one's looking at me. Don't give a crap about the guy. No <laughs> one, men or women, no one's looking at the guy, That's and true. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> That's true. But, but I'm making it happen, you know. Right. So. I need, I'm leading her in this little adventure that's called a dance. She gets to be vulnerable and let go of anything and be the girl and shine and shine and radiate as a woman, feminine, big smile on her face. You know what I mean? I like it because I'm making it happen. She loves it because she gets to let go. Beautiful. That's partnership. Yeah. And, right? and we'll, we'll get to it a little bit later in the show about the fact that, you know, so we're talking a lot about the man leading and the woman just sort of, you know, following or receiving. And we'll mm -hmm. talk later on more about why that following slash receiving position is not a weak one, but I don't want to oh. go there just yet because that's a yes, whole sir. nother discussion. I, yes, got a, I got a few things I want to talk about first yes. before we get there. The first is the kind of sort of the, the the big sort of pink elephant in the in the corner of the room, so to speak, especially since we titled this episode the way we titled it. We owe the audience a little bit more of an explanation. So the okay. second question is, yes. when we say men and women aren't created equal, what do we mean by that? What are we talking about when we say they're not equal? Because equal always to people has this this meaning of like one is better than the other but right. you can have things that are different so therefore they're not exactly equal but one isn't any better than the other so i wanted to hear your take on what does that really mean well like i said culturally it sounds better you know equal rights equal pay equal opportunity equal right I, I, and i'm with you that yes i agree on that it's fine of course that makes sense but we trans, we kind of that's this went too far in the in the in the believing belief belief system in the culture that men and women are equal beings. That a man, a good man, needs to act like a woman more to be a good man. Like he has to be more sensitive. He has to talk more. He has to be vulnerable. He's got to show his vulnerability. He's got to show his belly. No, that's your girlfriend. <laughs> that's not going to work. It's never going to work. And that's the problem, right? Women judge men. Because, and, and the funny thing is, again, much data on this. You can hate me all you want. That's, I'm just a messenger. But men who show a lot of vulnerability lose complete respect from the women. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. So, uh, <laughs> so that's not working. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, and again, and the flip side is we, we masculinize women, strong, independent, powerful, go girl, badass, babe, babe boss, right? Go, go, go. That man will love that. <laughs> men do not care about your money. They care about what you do because it's part of who you are, but they're not with you because you're a badass. They're not with you because you make money. A true masculine man is with you because of the feminine essence that you exude. And if you don't, this is why you're left alone on the dance floor. Welcome to my life. <laughs> 
I completely agree. And, and I, I, I know we're all on the same page here on that. But yeah. Celine, actually, I was wondering, because um, you, you just chimed in and you're like, yeah, absolutely, on that uh, bit that he shared before. I was wondering if you could maybe expand a little bit more on that. Well, we've talked about this in different shows. So really what I mean by, I think we women believe we want this vulnerable man and who can connect with us emotionally. We think it's going to be fantastic because kind of like the same connection we have with a girlfriend. The Mm -hmm. minute we get it, we lose attraction. We lose respect. And we don't really understand because we thought we needed it and wanted it. Once we get it, we're like, well, it's not working anymore. Like there's something's missing. And it's not to say that a man can't have a moment of emotionality, vulnerability. Actually, a moment of vulnerability, a man who can access and be in touch with his emotion and just cry because he's touched or laugh or anything or be mad, you know, whatever end of the spectrum that is, is is attractive because we're like, okay, he's a human being, but a man who is going to delve into it and analyze his emotions and wants to psychoanalyze everything and be like a girlfriend to us is not going to be attractive. Now, it's interesting because there's a lot of natural reasons for this, by the way. Like, you know, people say, like, I don't know why. Like, it, sh- it shouldn't be that way. Well, <laughs> there, there, and nature shows up again. So part of that is what women want men to be vulnerable and talkative because men by nature, the hunter doesn't talk so much. Hunting does not require talking. Talking shush away this, the prey, right? So side by side, men, by, men, men hunting side by side, quietly, quietly. That's the point, right? Women, again, nature, instinct, cave woman, caveman type stuff, gatherers, gathering together, bonding together, connecting together, talking together is the point. And again, nature, get this gatherers in the wild, the more noise they make by talking, the more they shoo away the little creature that may bite them and infect them and kill them. There's nature all over the place here. So the idea of a man being raw vulnerable, you know, is, is women wanting to connect with him. What's he thinking? What's he thinking? Is he thinking about me? How much like, because men don't talk so much or women need the connection of the conversation. And I teach men to do this. You have to, you can't be just up in your head all the time and, you know, so she needs a certain amount of connection for her to be okay, to be good, to be safe, to feel happy, to feel connected, to be to feel safe ultimately with you. So you got to open up a little bit, but it's different when men spill out and live there in that in that sort of weepy, vulnerable. It's my mother. It's my mother. I used to do this. My mother this whole time, and my dad was never you know. So you're gonna go there. What happens again? In, instinct back to nature will tell a woman this guy is weak and if he's weak he can't protect me if he can't protect me i don't feel safe i don't feel safe creeped out get away from him find a guy who's solid so like it or not it's just too much of women want to connect we want women want what's going on within us they want a piece of our hearts they want a piece of our soul by conversation a little bit of connection but not too much yeah and you know i would love i'd love to add to that as well and say you know, there's a tendency for men when they hear what we just said mm-hmm. to think, oh, that means I got to stuff it all down. I got to no. I got to keep it all in. And no. that's not what we're saying. And I just want to make that clear. If you need to vent that, you need to get get a therapist, get a coach, get a guy friend who's willing yeah, to listen to you over a beer or whatever. But don't yep. dump all of that shit onto On your woman. Your don't 
do it. It's never going to work out well for you. Even in that moment, if she gives you what you're seeking and you feel better, she has definitely lost respect for you. Yeah. You just went down in value. You're dangerous. You're not safe. You know, she, and then she's going to question if you could actually stay solid. You're supposed to be a rock for her to be safe. And and she's going to question that. Oh boy! Yeah, and then you you run the risk of of uh, shifting into that mother son dynamic that happens a lot too. Straight up, yeah. yeah. And then you wonder why sex life goes down the toilet. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to have sex with their mother. Exactly. <laughs> or child. <laughs> or child. Right? Unless you're sick. Now, one little thing that I say just to piggyback on this is that like I do a lot of men's work, and this is where all that stuff is appropriate. All that pain, all that digging, all that torment is is you know. So we have a phrase that says, only a man can help a man with his men's problems. Absolutely, freaking Lily, that's what you just said. Not your girlfriend, not, you know, none of that, not your wife. Don't take that to her because you're going to compromise the dynamic mother-child and it's the kiss of death. It's, I mean, it's really, really quite simple. So there's ways all around this. Appropriate. So I'm curious about uh, giving people maybe some examples in how trying to force equality has harmed relationships, how you've seen that the clients that you work with, they've tried this because it's part of the culture, it's part of what people think they should do. Give us some concrete examples, some things you've noticed so that people really understand uh, what we're talking about there. Uh, there's, uh, let me, um, my first thought was uh, two, actually, there was this couple that I work with, uh, younger couple, two little kids. She's a badass. He's soft. So she's his mom <laughs> straight up. Right. And, but she decided they have two children and, um, little, little ones. So that he, they're not going anywhere. She's not going to, you know what I mean? She, she wants to hold the family together, but she constantly is after him, you know, to do things right. You know, at one point they had a fight first thing in the morning. I remember this very well. That was the last call we had. The fight, the two of them had a fight about this a power struggle again. She's mothering him, which is disrespectful. So he gets passive aggressive. He shuts down. He gets angry, right? But he's very passive aggressive, which is not cute. He's a little kid now. She treats him like one of the children. So that's all he could do. So he got mad and stormed out of the house. And she chased him down the driveway. And I said, lady... You need to stop. You need to wake the hell up. She went, she chased him on the driveway and said, you go back in the house and say, you know, say goodbye to your daughter who's sitting in the chair crying because she has no idea how quick. I'm like, you're going to chase him down the driveway to make him act right. Disrespect 101 to death. And you wonder why this is just a matter of the good thing getting, getting worse. So that's an example of what not to do. There's a way to ask for correction from a man that is respectful Becoming his mother, yelling at him, making him. It's actually very popular, too, in the culture. If you're going to be a badass, then by the time, you know, where you have to say, you have to say it, and you're going to say it, the damage is insane. So that's one. I don't know if you want to give the other example. Or... Yeah, yeah well, give us another. I mean, that one was a great example itself of exactly what we just said a few moments ago, yeah. which is that yeah. you can switch into that mother-son dynamic because just you telling the story, the instant vision I got in my head was a mother chasing a little kid who just ran out the door and scolding yep. him and telling him to get back in the house. Yep. Like, sorry, no adult tells me to get back in the house. Are you crazy? Ever. Yeah. For any <laughs> reason. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the, that's the true masculine, by the way. You know what I mean? Get this. this is gonna, we're going to explode some brains over here. You ready? Here's a bomb. No man 
real man, masculine man, no man obeys a woman, especially his woman. He's not supposed to obey her. That's a boy. Or a dog. Yeah. Or a dog. He's not going to obey her command. That's completely disrespectful. He's an adult male. You can, you can negotiate that with him. You can talk about it. But you don't turn to his mother and make him anything. This is where the first place that women have their fingers up their nose about this. This is not how it works. Yeah, there, if you have, if, yeah, struggling with men start typically right there, having no idea. There yeah. are there are heads exploding again yep. on yeah. the other yeah. side of these airwaves because they don't understand most likely exactly what we're trying to say. Right. What we're really saying here is you don't obey, but that doesn't mean that you don't do what they want. What it means is as two adults, you talk about it like two adults and you come to an agreement. It also means, and this is this leads into something that I still want to wait until a little bit further in the show to talk about, but a woman's power to convince men to do what they want to do and have us think that it's actually our idea and want to do it is one of the most powerful things mm. that a woman can do. So she doesn't need to command us. All she needs to do is get us to think that that's a really good idea that I just thought of, and I'm really happy to do it, even though it <laughs> totally came from her. <laughs> In my world, it's a little bit different because I find that a little gamey. You know, it's a little gamey. That's a little manipulative. It can be. It can, you know, it saying, but, depends how you yeah, approach it. Fair enough. My, my, to me, that's a little gamey. Just sort of the idea of like making things as this idea. That's that is assuming that you're smarter and is a dumbass, right? Which is everything in our culture has that, right? Like she's brilliant. He's a dumbass. She's a genius. Without her, the house fall apart. He's just a bumbling idiot, right? This everywhere. Now, that could be true sometimes. Again, I'm going to go right for it. But you know, to approach every man that way it doesn't work. So I say. Men play for points. So men will do, ladies, pretty much anything that you want when they understand why, what that provides for you, and how him doing that turns him into a hero for you. This is why men do anything for you. The power of your feminine is not by demanding, even asking. When you ask it this, this is, again, as I'm going to explode, sorry, just asking a man for more, better, you know, a, 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 a more, better, advance, you know, attention, love, sex, just to ask for more, ladies, you'll notice you always get less. Not because he's a douchebag, because it's disrespectful to his manhood. You're becoming his mother again. So what you want is to tell him what it is that you'd like adjusted, you know, adjusted about. Like, what is it that you need the adjustment for? where you need the adjustment, why it feels wrong, why it's uncomfortable for you, why whatever, it's too much. What it would provide for you is correction, my hero, and watch him just do it. Because men ne neurotically want to be their fixers. We fix everything. That's what we do. And we want to be your heroes. So when you apply those two instincts, again, some manipulation is instinct. You know, touch, pull on his in pull. And it, don't push, don't push, don't pull on him, don't poke at him, don't make him. Invite him to, you know, to do the correction for you, but he has to know why, and that by fixing it, he becomes the man. It's 
super again instincts natural it's beautiful. definitely the way of the feminine <sighs> if you think about it the masculine um, is all out you know and you like really projecting this the feminine mm -hmm. we all in and our power comes from our ability to draw into us magnetize uh, exactly exactly and that's uh, that's a very different way of being than mm -hmm. we've been taught or that society really portrays and it's definitely something we have to learn because there are not many uh, examples of how this can be done there aren't there aren't it's, I, it's, it's, this is a language i teach by the way like there's a language to this is respectful and this is like when women you pry this they get everything from their man again because they're pulling at his instinct and vice versa by the way i do the same thing with the ladies i teach a man how to pull her instinct forward then guys will call me and go you know 10 years together she you know i come home she's like oh it's you <laughs> right she's mad at me all the time i go okay well dude she doesn't feel safe with you anymore i don't know what happened but let's do this this and this and then bring again tapping into her instinct of feeling connected being connected to her man which brings her warms her up right to see her to compliment her to appreciate everything she does and whoop, 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 and also she's like you know i come home she's by the door with a glass of wine You're a genius. I'm like, mm, just pulled out her instinct. Anyway, sorry, I cut I, you off. No, that's okay. You know, you, you used a word before that, that Celine and I really love because, Celine, this is a word that you use a lot too, which is we want to be their hero. It's that idea of the hero. What guy doesn't want to be Superman? Da, 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 I showed up and I solved the problem, caught mm -hmm. the bad guy, fixed the whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And Celine says that all the time, you know? She's like, yeah. She's like, well, once she'll tell me when I am her hero and to, um, you know, she'll tell me that that's really what she wants too. That's so. a good woman. It is. <laughs> she a good is woman. a good woman. <laughs> no, but look, look, lady, if you, the audience is watching, look how he's looking at her. <laughs> that kind of, that kind of, you know, that kind of sort of enchantment and honoring of her feminine doesn't come because he's being disrespected. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's the magic. That's the magnetic part that I'm talking about. I right? go back to, you know, magnet, magnetizing him towards you with the things that you need from him, but not ask of him, but magnetize and, you know, request with a smile. And if you would, that'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he's going to jump out of his chair to do it, right? Because men, again, men are born with hero on their hearts. We're, we're like little boys. Watch little boys of their mothers trying to be heroes. Watch little boys, you know, protecting five-year-old. There's, there's some there's one of the Czech countries. I'm not sure which one. I forget now. But at the age of six, they give little pocket knives to little boys as they're walking with their mothers to the store because that's his job. In case now this little dull little nothing knife, you know what I mean? But it's just the principle that says his job to protect mom or and the girls and his sisters. Like that's at five years old. That's when they start. Well, that makes a good man. You know, it's not toxic. It's not dangerous. We're not teaching him to kill. We're teaching him to tap into the essence and their instinct of being heroes and protectors. Yeah. Nature. So I want to shift a little bit to the conversation okay. here uh, because there was something very interesting that you had mentioned in our pre-interview about the differences between men and women when it comes to self-doubt and how mm. that influences how they show up and what they need from each other. Because I can hear like we've been giving them a lot of great tools or, 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 or new ways of thinking, you know, mm. uh, I call this the irresistible women, you know, and it's like that mag magnetizing. We talked about the show showing up, the hero, the protector, that confidence. But what if you have these self-nagging doubts? How do mm -hmm. they show up and how different are they both for men and women? Oof. 
I know it's a big conversation. <laughs> it's it's a it's a profound one to go into, and it takes a little time. But I'm trying. I'm going to try to see if I can give you a sense of it because I can't give it to you in, in, in a few minutes. But it's the basis of most of my work because we both, as men and women, have an innate to our core. We call it a self doubt, a question mark on our hearts and our own very being that is so completely separate and different that it's so, talk about not equal at all, right? It's just two different, two different, complete different um, sets of questions that, that haunt us every day that never go away, you know, until you're much, much, much older and in the fifties ish and depending of life, whatever. So a woman's self doubt, and I'd actually discovered this doing the work. I've never read this anywhere. It, 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 it came to, oh, my God, this is what it is. And, it's, you know, some people say it's like the questioning of our heart. No, self-doubt is what it is. It's self-doubt. So when self-doubt, are you ready? See if you agree. Every little girl, every woman walking around, you know, and, and depending on their stage of development and or marriage situation, and even then, right, walks around with, am I really lovable? Am I lovable? Can, can somebody love me can unconditionally? Me, this woman, with all my flaws, because you're aware of all your flaws. We see none of them. <laughs> we see you're not, you're not, we're not wired for that. You see all your flaws. If I ask you what's wrong with you, Celine, right? You do I see a beautiful, beautiful young girl. But you see, right? So can I, and I make, that's part of your question mark, right? Your, your self-doubt. Am I, can you, can somebody really truly love me for who I am in the inside and all my flaws? And what happened is, because that's a question mark that you are never without, the moment he says, you know, hey, babe, I'll call you at three o'clock, find out what we're doing for, for dinner, and he doesn't, oh, there's an oh, injury in the heart. There's a, oh, I call it flick that nerve that all of a sudden he forgot about you, so you're not important or he doesn't love you or respect you obviously because he would remember because a girl says something she'll remember six months from now that she said that on a tuesday at, tw- at 312 you know what i mean like you have that brain for detail so for you it's unthinkable and it means something so we constantly hurt your feelings and constantly as a woman get your your that tripwire gets flicked that that nerve gets flicked with the little things that we're careless about you know that aren't really meant to send a signal but you constantly we constantly constantly hurt your feelings but we don't mean to but it comes from that am i really lovable oh there it is i'm not uh, you know forget my birthday forget the car forget the, forget to call me forget you know i said wait there's been 40 minutes he usually calls me by now it's been 40 minutes where is he at is he thinking about another girl he's with another girl is he talking to, like and your self-doubt will have you like imagine the worst case scenario the worst and by the time he comes home an hour late, you're not talking to him, you're furious, and he has no idea why. <laughs> and all it was is he got a flat tire, he stopped at the store to get some food, and he talked to, you know, end up talking to Joe that he hadn't seen in six years, and had a conversation, and, you know, keep in touch. You made a whole different story out of, like, that self-doubt. Like, the moment, you know, if, especially if there's something, a little tension between you in the first place, right? He left the house in a huff a little bit, he comes home an hour late, that's it, seven in an affair. Guaranteed. Right. So, like, so you self-doubt constantly. You're never without it. You're never without it. And we trigger it, and the world triggers it constantly because it's, it's such a, a um, again, it's instinctual. It's a survival um, mechanism. 
so you don't get caught, <laughs> so you don't get con, right? So it's super, super overly calibrated, which makes you, it'll make you imagine all kinds of shit that is not real. And what about, Absolutely. Like, what about on the men's side? How is uh, it I know you're going to go there. <laughs> so let's see, let's see if you can guess, because men don't even know it either. So women don't know their self-doubt is that. Am I really lovable with all my flaws? Can somebody really love me unconditionally? Really? Because even if you're there for 15 years, she still questions it. Every day. Somehow a little bit. <laughs> Twice a week, big, guarantee you. <laughs> like, my wife, my wife. Like, we're together, like, it'll be 30 years in a couple of years. Right? If we have an argument, and I'm like, you know what? We need to chill out. I'm just going to go for a drive. The door goes click. She falls apart. And she's convinced I'm not coming back. That I'm finally had enough of her shit and i'm just gonna go i'm never coming back i'm like <laughs> and where would i go <laughs> exactly where, where the where the hell like it's so on un, un, you know on it's so over the top you know overreacting but that's again that's that 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 freaking question mark so can you guess what's a man's self-doubt hmm, what is a man's self-doubt see nobody knows <laughs> and that's the problem because it's not like hers it's exactly it's a whole different beast maybe his is I'm not good enough stuff close, yeah, close. that's what I was thinking yeah, yeah. close right, you know because again in, in nature we have to fight hunt kill provide protect give and then also cherish our loved ones right after all the hunting there's still a softness that we have to show up with which is the appropriate masculine kindness, or we talked about like being, um, about being like more sensitive, not completely beastie. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so all these require a lot of, lot of effort to be a provider, protector, right? to be, um, to be capable. So a man's self-doubt is, I want to be big. I want to be amazing. I want to be a good businessman. I want to provide for my family. I want to be a good husband, a good father. I want a good, a good son. I want to be a good parent. I want to be a good employee. I want a good boss if you're going to go there. I want to be relevant in the world. right? I want all these huge things. This is also why superheroes are fantastically enchanting for young men because this is instinct again. We want to be relevant and big and good and be able to compete with other men and go, ha, look what I did. Ha, ha, ha. Look, what I did. look at me here. Ha, ha. You know, status is important and all the stuff that we have to go conquer. So at the core, I know I'm dragging this out on purpose. <laughs> at the core, a man's self-doubt is really, am I capable? I want to be big. I want to be amazing. I want to be all these things, but I have no freaking idea what I'm doing here. And I hope nobody figures it out. So we put this whole front and that whole, that whole imposter syndrome comes from that. And that never goes away. So when a woman says to you, especially your woman, are you ready? So am I capable? Can I really do this? Can I really compete? Do I really have the mojo, the confidence? Right? I don't know. I don't know. And men have to go and do life and to conquer this self-doubt. And the moment the girl says, are you ready? Here we go. This is how you piss a man off, disrespect them, and you lose them the same way that we lose you when we hurt your feelings. Ladies, here we go. You ready? So what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny but it hurts 
Did well, you? it questions our judgment. It questions everything about you. What it implies, what are you thinking, dumbass? <laughs> it definitely implies which means, dumbass after. Right. Yes, but that's yeah, true. Which means she doesn't believe in him. She doesn't think he's capable. She didn't, she didn't think he thought it through. My, my other favorite, do you think that was going to work? <laughs> just throw a brick right in his face because you're flicking that in my capable nerve. So when his woman, his woman has the most power, like, you know, Celine here has the most power on destroying you by saying, did you think that was going to work? <laughs> was that a really good idea? Did you think this through? What were you thinking? Like, oh my God, like, who does that? <laughs> right? And you're on the floor. On, you know, you stop breathing. You stop talking. You get, you disconnect literally because your woman now thinks you're incapable. She can't, she obviously doesn't trust you. You actually, you can't think of anything. Obviously, you haven't thought it through. Your plan failed or is gonna. He dies. He gets crushed. Crush is a, you know, the word menu is crushed. And then you'll see, get this, ladies, you'll see a disrespect in him because that's ultimate disrespect to his heart, to his being. You'll see the figure. You ready? This is, a, this, first, this is the first sign you disrespect a man. The sh- shoulder slumps. No, this. The You'll jaw? watch him clench. He'll clench. Mm. He's like, you know, sitting with you at the table, blah, 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 blah. And you say something, he goes, <laughs> clench. And then you'll feel his energy leave. You, it'll disconnect from you. If you can't leave the, the room, his energy will. And you go, what happened? What the hell happened? And if you can, he will leave the space or drive away. Like, leave the house. Because you just flick that nerve that he's a loser, incapable, and his woman thinks he's incapable, and she doubts him, where he's doubting himself every turn. This is how you kill a man. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we brought that piece into the conversation. Because, you know, we've talked about you know, polarities and masculine and feminine and all that kind of stuff a lot of times. But that's not a piece that you generally hear from people. At least the way that you described it is definitely different than what you usually hear in that conversation. And I really hope, you know, if it didn't land 100%, just like go back and rewind a little bit and listen to that again, because it really does get at some of the core wounds that we all have that we bring into relationships. It's important to know. I teach this to men, and it's funny because, again, women will get to it when I go, you know, like, like all your flaws you're aware of, right? And then, and then, you, am I, and they go, mm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And then they see, like, how they trailed off in places where, you know, and you met, uh, you make a meeting out of something that, or the message you receive is not the message that was sent because of it. So for men, it's the same thing. But I teach this to men. They go, oh, my favorite. It's hysterical because it's not a thought process. It's in there. It's just in the body. Right? It's on the nervous system. It's not a thought process. They don't think about it that way. Neither do the ladies. And remember how many, especially the young guy. Ah, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I just do what I do. And I go, okay, stop, stop, stop. They get through. And they're like, because no, I, I, oh. <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah 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 you know what's interesting about this i don't know if it's interesting or tragic is that it takes men into their 50s and women depending on their circumstances with marriage and and being worthy and care for it and abandoned again type thing right but we're we're never really men and women if 
life goes well for a while, and you get to your 50s, and you go, God, I guess for a man, you know, if he's, he's, am I capable, shows up into a good business, you got a house, you got a family, like things are relatively well. He's like, wow, I guess I'm kind of, maybe I'm kind of capable. Maybe, maybe I, I, maybe I, I'm a, yeah, maybe I'm doing pretty good. I mean, 50, 55, <laughs> 60, that's when it's, and, but then through a divorce and a, a, a bankruptcy, poof, right back to teenager. I'm incapable. I'm a loser. I can't do this. Right. Ladies, the same thing with a divorce. Right. Obviously, I'm not lovable. Or you can't get the small things that you say, you know, I just need to, I need to so little. Why can't he? Because he has no sense of that. You have to teach men that. It's a whole different topic, but it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. But it's huge because, so that's for me in my world, this is where everything comes undone. Not understanding her self doubt and not understanding his, have us throw shit at each other. That is, you know, men, women will say, like, you know, because men have typically, typically pretty steady you know the more masculine the more steady they are but when you'll disrespect them with a self-doubt thing and he leaves the house and you go the hell's wrong with him i was just trying to help him because <laughs> that's what it, to a woman that's what it looks like i'm just yeah. trying to help him i was just giving advice i just like don't that's mothering by the way and it's again a all oof. anyway i could go on about this <laughs> that's that's helping the same way that we men help when we try to solve all the problems when all they want is to just be heard so. exactly <laughs> Amen. Amen. no i just want to be heard okay <laughs> we, we need to we need to do a Sorry. quick uh message from our sponsor and then there's one more topic i want to dive into before we all right. wrap up this show bring it all right so this is for all of you couples listening if you are a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and you're going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way you used to and you're tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun and you don't want to live a life of average then kevin and i would like to invite you to join a highly sexed power couple platinum program if you give us 90 days we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life so if you go to seninremy.com forward slash passion you can learn more about this life-changing program and we'd love to support all right Mm, so there's so many directions that we could go in and we've already really hit some really good ones i just want to and this will probably take Uh, the rest of the show i really want to get back to what i said i we wanted to talk about later and we kind of kept pushing it back which is really talking about you know how femininity isn't weak Right. This like stereotype that being feminine is weak. And what what we were hoping is from your perspective, maybe if you could explain how femininity, like how its power shows up in a relationship in that dynamic between men and women. Boy, the biggest question ever. It, it's huge. <laughs> I know. Well, again, because it's so counterintuitive in the culture right now, like to be feminine is weak and has no power. And it's, you know, it's doormatish. When I speak of this, often the feminists come to me with, with, with ridiculous shit like, oh, you want us to like dumb it down and wiggle our asses like Marilyn Monroe? That's what, that's what you want? I'm like, this is, I said nothing like that. That's not, <laughs> I, I, no, I said no such thing, not even close. And I'm not misogynistic. I'm not trying to push women down and put them back in the kitchen barefoot. The exact opposite. I'm a lover of women. And I'm a lover of human beings. And I want, I'm trying to help this all Everything that makes no sense anymore makes sense again, sliding back to nature. So back to dancing, by the way, look behind me, my wife and I, ballroom dancing. 
It's now, if you evening. think if you think that she is weak there, if you think that she's passive there, wake the hell up, you guys, because you know she does everything I'm doing backwards in heels with a long dress. She's not passive. <laughs> I can't I can't take her on this adventure on the dance floor unless she supports herself and her side of the frame of the dance. It's partnership. It's not dictatorship is partnership right so in our culture and i'm deriving a little bit of the question i'll get back i'm sorry i promise but just again to dismantle this crap in our culture we made we be, we made everyone men and women now believe this in our culture that you know the patriarchy for millennia was always men in front of women you know keeping them down minimizing them trying to keep them from Patriarchy is men holding themselves accountable and responsible for the protection and provision of women and children and everything they care about. Animals, the planet, you name it. That's, that's patriarchy at its core. Right? We turn to it's a bad thing. Right? So what happened is this. So men in front of women for millennia, ha, ha, ha. We're going to change all that crap. So now it's not, now it's women in front of men at all costs. Toxic shame, shame toxic, toxic masculinity, men are pigs, men are dogs, you can't trust them, they're cheaters. Well, by the way, both are cheaters, the same numbers, so let's get that, <laughs> let's get that down. Let's get rid of that one. But anyway, so but that's the new belief. So now it's women in front of men. And the pendulum swings the other way. And it doesn't work. It's just <laughs> as bad the other way, right? It's exact bullcrap. So I'm saying it's not men in front. It was never that. It's not what men want, the real ones, the good ones, not the boys, the men, the whole uh, the distinction here. It's not men in front and or women in front. It's side-by-side side partnership. That's what men are looking for. And that's what women are looking for, togetherness. What you bring and what I bring is different, but we're made to be compatible completely. You know, again, if you look at this partnership, it, I'm, a, I, I'm the lead. Great, I get it. But I could be a bully. I could overlead her. I could hurt her in my leadership. That's toxic, right? But I have a, but a good man has to have the sensitivities of being able to lead without hurting. You know, to, to lead with a bit of heart and sensitivities, you know, and be completely aware of his woman and go, is that okay? Is that cool? Is that too much? Am I doing okay? Right? That's what the feminine brings to the man. It brings us out of our freaking beastie ways of, ah, conquer, kill, ah, penetrate, yeah, right? Women bring us down and civilize us in a lot of ways by their softness. So the power of your feminine is that, right? You bring us down from these beasties, testosterone creatures that we are. We're always too much because of testosterone. Too much, too loud, too controlling, too arrogant, too confident too right it's, it's ah, so babe 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 you know I'm, you're an amazing man you know but right now you're scaring the children can you just bring it down right well i'm just saying i know i know i know i know like just just a little bit like you know like you're just making everybody uncomfortable oh okay do you know what i mean like so women have that power to like sort of bring us a little closer to the ground, I want to say, like more, you know, into our hearts. Women take us out of our heads into our hearts, where you like us the most, by the way. We need you for that. We need you for that, right? And men, what do you do? Men, men provide and protect women. Men are your rock, if they're real men, good men, which allows a woman to relax, feel safe. He's got it. Oh, the, the most fantastic word for a woman to hear is, babe, I got it. 
Don't worry about it. I got it. Oh, he's got it. <laughs> to not have to take everything on because she's already got too much taken on from, from the work to the children to the house to all of that just too much I got it babe no don't worry about it I got it right so that's so again we're made to be complementary we're not made to be competing so when you make women competitive with men it goes to shit when you make men too soft right feminine women but there's, there's no juice. There's nothing happening. It's still, it's still the polarity that's important. Yeah. Now I, we look. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's right. I, I just I I totally agree with what you're saying. And then if you were listening on a podcast platform and not looking at the video when he's talking about that complementary and how they come together, he's holding his hands up with his fingers spread apart and showing how the two come together perfectly. And it's it's a really nice little analogy because we started this episode off by saying men and women are not created equal and you know we did that to be a little bit provocative obviously but the reality is is we are different but that's a good thing and we should embrace those differences and those differences actually come together and support each other which is the whole point and that's why the dancing is such a beautiful metaphor because it's showing that that you bring those two together and that they work together one isn't better than the other higher than the other this or that they're different but they work together they're designed to come together. Yes. It's designed to fit together. So sorry. I, I, I want I, go ahead. It's uh, okay. I was just wanting to add that you were talking about the um, the role of the feminine to help men to get out of their head into their heart. Yeah. Um, and how the man provi- provides the safety. Uh, but, you know, when a man provides safety, what does it do? We relax our autonomic nervous system and we drop into our hearts. So Ta-da. basically, we are both helping Ta-da. each other to be more heart-centered being and i think create more coherence you know and if the world had more loving people truly in their heart the world will look very different preach, preach. <laughs> that's, that's what i teach all day long that's all it's like back to works work, work, work this what is what works better this way what truly makes people happy yeah do you know what i mean so one thing I say about equality, you ready? This is the way I put it. For people who didn't see me, my little gen, my count, you know, <laughs> this is a good visual that everybody can relate to. This is what I say: we're as equals as genitals. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they're yeah, complementary and made fit, to go together, made to fit fantastically. <laughs> and everything yeah, about it, perfect. everything about men and women is made that way. You know, like like we're complementary. We help e- equalize each other. Masculine and feminine, the dance of that is fantastic because, again, it's two entities coming together to create a new, more balanced, more fulfilling entity called a relationship, a partnership. It's absolutely freaking fantastic. <laughs> and I hope you all just had a perfect visual of a penis going into a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you, can't, guys. <laughs> I can't do it any better. I mean, that's, like, that's, right? that's the ultimate complementary, complementary, you know, system. Which which would lead us to our last questions, yes. um, which is my favorite. We want to know what is your best sexual talent. My best sexual talent? Yeah. Oh, well, I've never had that question before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I'm French, so <laughs> I, I, I have to go through the file here. <laughs> Apparently, there's many to choose from. <laughs> that, 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 that's a hell of a question for a Frenchman. <laughs> this is when I wish we had the Jeopardy music. Dun, dun, I know, right? Dun, so, dun, I, I, don't, I mean, this, 
it was too many, but I, I think for me, it's my ability to really sort of connect with her in that moment, you know, like with what she needs in that, in that moment. So sometimes it's more tenderness, sometimes it's crazier, sometimes it's, you know, off the cuff and animalistic, sometimes it's long, soft and dragging and, you know, sort of extending and extending and extending. Uh, it comes from both both my desires, but there's a there's a coming together, like there's a the two again coming together into this sort of melange of us together, and, and sort of I I don't know how to explain that any better. Does it make sense? Yeah, and I am not at all surprised by your answer because what you basically just described was the same thing that makes you a good ballroom dancer. Literally, that ability to both lead and, and pay attention to what she needs in that moment. That's, that's, that's funny. I never thought of it that way. I mean, truly, in, in bed, in the realm of sexuality. Yeah. Which could be summed up into being present. Yeah. Because being present that, is paying attention. I think that's mm-hmm. it. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Like, wow, I never actually, these words, I've never had to like think about this. So thank you. You just sort of, now I have words for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, Andre, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, tell our listeners where they can find more about you, how they can connect with you. Yeah, actually, I also have a present for your listeners, if you like. Oh, oh yes, great. please A little do. gift, a little gift. So, <laughs> like, you understand this, for a lot of people, this is very outrageous, what I just said, what we talked about. Not necessarily, but because we were gentle, but I, I could be outrageous and stuff if, when I lean in. If I'm talking to a guy, you know, a man-only podcast, ooh, this stuff that we, Anyway. <laughs> The thing is, even even if it's a foreign way of thinking, let's say, or different a different way of approaching this whole dynamic of relationship and within our culture, I find that it resonates for most people. There's something about it that resonates as true. Never thought of it that way, different than what you were taught, but I, like it resonates, you know, not for everybody, but for a lot. These are all my clients, so. If anybody resonated with what I'm said, what I said, and they're curious about, dig it in a little bit more because people come at me because people come at me because their relationships or their lives aren't working, so they're stuck in that loop. I call it this loop of you know bad relationships or bad life decisions. Right, men get stuck into their not people to conquer themselves or conquer life. So if you find yourself in a loop. I'm offering a, a complimentary call. It's an exploratory call that I that I uh, that I gift you listeners who have the courage to call me. <laughs> and if you go to www.andregroupcoaching.com, we'll throw you into a landing page with my calendar and book an hour, a VIP hour, men or women, and we'll discover what's not working for you. My favorite thing to do is part of the work is to. I can't get anybody in a healthy relationship until you unload your baggage. So we go find out what your baggage is because baggage came in for most of us. Nobody gets out of childhood unscathed, right? Between these are five and 11, we all get, you know, those formative, formative years is when we get our ass kicked by life and we make decisions about the world, people, ourselves, and life. I'm not good enough. I suck. The play, you know, uh, the world is a dangerous place. I'm never going to mount anything. Whatever it is that we made decisions as little people for circumstances become what drives us. And this is when we get stuck in a loop. So in that call, in 15 minutes, we get to find out how what the loop came from, like like this. I'm really good at it. And then we talk, so this is what happens. 
So now we're here. We know why you're here, why this is difficult, why, right? Then what's the dream? And then we discuss what the dream is. And then if I'm an option to help you, if I can't help you, I have resource, excuse me, resources to connect you with people who can help you possibly. But it's, it's a very, very, very um, profound, both fun and um, enlightening call that I just offered. Cool. So free one hour call at andregroupcoaching.com. Yes, sir. So you can go yes, there sir. and sign up for that. Is there yeah. anywhere else that you would want to direct yeah. people to find So my website is projectequinox.net. Equinox, E-Q-U-I-N-O-X, like the equinox of, you know, light and day. Get it? Men, women, who? Mm-hmm. I thought it was clever. <laughs> projectequinox.net. Also at Project Equinox on Instagram. I have also... Uh, a small group coaching, we can talk about this and the thing. I have a private face group, big group um, that is free, but you have to apply to, to be let in, and I teach on there. So there's a bunch of ways to join me and my community of super smart women and men who are trying to learn this the whole dance, and it's so you know confusing nowadays. So. <laughs> Great. We'll, we'll have links to all of that in the yep. show notes. So if uh, if you're driving or whatever and you're like, hi, I didn't write that down. Don't worry. The links will be there. Go check out Andre and what he has to offer. Thank you so much, Andre, for being on the show. It was a great conversation and there were really some some great bits there that, uh, that could really help people. I hope so. Thank you, guys. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we have for this episode and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>